Thanks for listening to the Inner Life Podcast. Be sure to join us every weekday at 11 a.m. Central on Relevant Radio or on the Relevant Radio app. Find your local Relevant Radio station at RelevantRadio.com or stream us live every day on the Relevant Radio app. It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Welcome to The Inner Life here on Relevant Radio. Patrick Conley is my name. I'm sitting in for Josh Raymond today. This is the show that's all about spiritual direction. So our talented spiritual directors from around the country are with us today to help us take the next step in this journey of faith. My thanks to Josh Raymond for inviting me to be the guest host today on the show. If you are interested in checking out the show that I usually do here on Relevant Radio, I've got a show that I do for the Archdiocese of St. Paul in Minneapolis, and it is called Practicing Catholic, and you can check it out online. PracticingCatholicShow.com is our website where you can find archived shows, podcasted interviews, and links to all of our social media. So check that out. Well, today we're talking about something that I think is uh, uh, something that does get into our lives, pretty much each one of us. We are talking about envy. How does envy enter into our lives, and what kind of work does it do in our lives? How is its destructive work at work within each one of us? And how can we combat that? How can we uh, become less envious and focus on the things that the Lord would have us focus on? That's what we're going to be speaking about today here on The Inner Life with our spiritual director, Father Ethan Southard. He is a priest of the Archdiocese of Los Angeles and the pastor of St. John Ude Church in Chatsworth, California. Father, welcome to The Inner Life. It's good to be with you again. Hi, Patrick. Uh, it's great to be with you, too, and uh, I'm glad you're able to uh, to join on the show today. Yeah, as am I. Thank you. Yeah, and especially around this topic, because i got to say, when it comes to envy, I mean, it might not be the most obvious of sins in my life, but uh, I'm, I know that it's lurking there under the surface and every once in a while rears its ugly head. So I'm, I'm interested in all that we have to talk about in the hour ahead. But I thought it would be good to at least start out with talking about envy. And specifically, Father, I know that there's a difference between the way that we view envy and the way that we, use, we view jealousy. So could you walk us through that? What's the, what is envy? And what's the difference between envy and jealousy? Mm, um, thanks. Yeah, there's um, envy and, and jealousy are both touching on you know some of the the same elements. Um, there's um, they could be both mean covetous, um, but jealousy you know may mean a little bit more. It's it's possessively suspicious. There's a jealousy has a possessive element with a, a little component of rivalry. So in other words, it's, it's almost saying that someone else is trying to take what I have or what I want, or even uh, whether it's a, a thing or whether it's a person. Um, and so there's almost even this accusatory, active uh, fight element to it. There's a fear that something could be taken away. And so envy 
uh, there's a, a disconnected longing for what someone else has. So there's a, a covetous feeling towards someone else's attributes, possessions, or stature. So there's kind of a, an unsettled feeling with envy, um, and it's, it's, you start to experience this distance between uh, who one is and who one wants to be. So in other words, we could also start to look at the difference between envy and jealousy as the difference between uh, two and three people. So with envy, there, it's more of a, a relationship between two people. So you, Patrick, have something that I want. So I'm, I'm envious of you or your possessions, whether it's a car that you have or whether it's the success that you're having uh, with a career. But jealousy, now there's a third person that has entered in and so into the relationship. And so there's a fear that a third person um, may take what I have. You could think of a relationship, you know, whether maybe a, a girlfriend is, is flirting with someone else, then there's a jealousy with that third person of who she's flirting with. And then there's a fear that maybe you're going to lose your relationship. Hmm. Um, so those are some of the distinctions between uh, envy and jealousy. Um, but what it's really get, what both are really getting at, um, it's uh, if we're, we're lacking that, that inner depth. So um, we're not going into that, that inner security of, of who we really are in Christ. And so again, just going back to envy, that's more about what the person has. And then jealousy, it's more of who the person is. And that person is a threat to me. Okay. Um, so that's kind of some of the, the dynamics of what's happening between envy and jealousy and, and some of the distinctions between the two. Okay, well, that's helpful. That's a good way to start out the conversation today here on The Inner Life as we're speaking about envy. And with Father Ethan Southard, who's our spiritual director today. And Father, I've, I've got to ask, uh, too, when it comes to envy, of course, it's considered one of the deadly sins. Why is that? Why is it considered a deadly sin? Sure. Well, again, I think that gets down into... Um, our relationship, our real inner relationship with God. So it's a, a deadly sin because God is drawing us uh, into a deeper union with him. And so that's where he's uh, inviting us to live in that relationship, in that, in that union. And so envy is actually, um, we're, we're not going into that relationship, into that union with God. And so we're, we're sitting kind of on the surface and we're noticing that there's more. We know that there should be more. We all have an inner wound of love. Every single person uh, in this world has an inner wound of love. That's what happens with original sin. And so from that inner wound of love, if, if that's where, what we're responding to, and if we're moving of, with the desire to try to correct that envy, is an expression of that of that desire of that wounded desire to correct that lack of intimacy or that lack of love and so envy would be considered one of the deadly sins because we get caught 
kind of in a in a cycle of of envy or it could spill into the jealousy and so if we're caught in that cycle then that's preventing us from actually going into what we were created for which is love and so we get caught kind of in this this um spinning around and so we're not moving into who we're, we were created to be, which is love and in union and communion with God. So it's deadly because without that love, without that communion with God, we're, we're going to dry up. We're going to die. And so that's, if, if all we are, are caught up in is, is kind of that back and forth of that envy, we start looking outward for the things that maybe we don't have instead of looking inward because the inner wound of love has tricked us to think that we're missing something. Hmm. But the reality is we already have what we're longing for, which is that relationship and that love of God that's within us. But the, the, the wound has tricked us into thinking that we don't have it. And so we start to long and we start to say, okay, well, what am I missing? Let me go get, I know I'm missing something. Let me go get it. Well, what I'm missing must be what you have. So, Patrick, you have it. I'm going to be envious of what you have because you have what I'm missing. And so then it just perpetuates. So instead of us actually slowing down, being still and knowing in the deepest sense of the word of, of to know, of actually knowing that we are loved, then we're not going to actually come into that place. And, and we're just going to be you know, like the, uh, the mouse on the little circle, we're just going to be running and spinning around and around and around and we're going to exhaust ourselves. Right. Right. So from what you're saying, father, what I'm catching is that, uh, it, you could be envious of someone else's uh, material possessions. That certainly is a way that mm. it can come up. But it doesn't have to be material, though, does it? It could be something like success or it could be, well, that could mm. be success in business, success in family, success in marriage, mm. success in uh, what have you that I'm jealous, sure. not jealous of, but I'm envious of there, that you have it and I want it. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. And like you said, it doesn't have to just be, um, you know, the really expensive car or the, it's not the possession necessarily or the house. It could be the success in a career or like you said, it could be I'm envious of, of that relationship that you have with that your marriage, you know, I'm envious of, um, you know, how the, the two of you look so happy or I'm envious of the family you had. You know, and, and these are real things, Patrick. You know, maybe there's some people who, who've longed to have children and they, they weren't able to have children in their right. marriage. And they look at, you know, maybe their, their brother or their sister who's married and has three kids. And so you start to be envious. If I only had the three kids, then my life would be fulfilled. But my life is empty now because I don't have that wife or that relationship. Or maybe, you know, I'm divorced and now I have a broken marriage and I'm envious. If I only had the perfect marriage, then my life would be fulfilled and I'd be happy. Yeah. And, and so it's a trick because we, we forget what we actually really do have already. And if, we're, if we don't acknowledge the gift that we have and the gift of who we are, then we're never going to be fulfilled in any relationship or any endeavor. Because it's not, it's not going to fulfill that longing that we have. 
And so we're always going to be looking out for, <laughs> you fill in the blank, the relationship, the, the success, the material, the spiritual, whatever it is, right. with someone else. And that's, actually, as I'm listening to you, Father, this is, what, this is what's coming through my head. It seems like that the way you're describing envy is that it's really, uh, well, it's, it begins perhaps with a sort of spiritual poverty, that, uh, that infinite uh, abyss that is within us or that's given to us so that God himself can step in and fill it, except we seek to fill it with something else, whether that's, again, something material or something immaterial. Um, we seek to, to fill it with that. And so that it, it, instead of being blessed are the poor in spirit, uh, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs, because then we receive Christ, we receive God, we receive his, uh, his infinity, his infinitude that fills us up, um, that gives us that f- fulfillment, that happiness. But we're looking elsewhere and we're starting to compare then or maybe look at the good things that others have and start to focus on the desire for those things. Is that, am I on the, on the right track here anyway? Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's a, <laughs> a funny story. There is a, a, John, a friend of mine and he was, you know, just kind of going out and, you know, doing some of the spiritual works of mercy or just, you know, going out and, and visiting with some people. And um, he was waiting for a, a bus. And so uh, he was at the, the little bus station. And so as he's waiting, he's he's noticing there's a, uh, a gentleman there and uh, kind of living, you know, off the beaten path. But he noticed uh, that there's kind of a row of, of uh, you know, some homeless that are there. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so this guy was actually pretty cool, and he offered him a sandwich. And he's like, oh, cool, I'm not really hungry, but, you know, you seem open. I'll, I'll visit with you. And um, so they start kind of chatting, and, and, uh, and he noticed that, uh, that this, this gentleman, you know, he's kind of living in a, in a cardboard box, but he's very, you know, his clothes are folded up really nicely, and he's got a nice, his cardboard box is, you know, well-maintained. So he starts talking about that. And then, uh, and the guy says, well, you know, I, I, I may be out here, but my cardboard box is better than their cardboard box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so okay. It doesn't matter what level we're on, whether we're looking at my Bentley versus your Rolls Royce. Right. Or we're looking or my at my cardboard, cardboard box, box <laughs> versus their cardboard box. It's, Isn't that it's amazing? Our hearts, St. Augustine says, you know, uh, our hearts are made for you, O Lord. Mm-hmm. Our hearts are made for you, O Lord. My heart is restless until it rests in you. Yeah. And right. so until it rests in God, it doesn't matter if it's a cardboard box or if it's the mansion in Bel Air. Um, it, it, we're always going to be longing and competing and envious of what the next person has. But mm-hmm. once we actually find that rest, that inner rest, that inner life, in God, that's who we were made for, then it doesn't matter. You know, we're going to be happy and grateful and thankful and and just, you know, glorious and wondrous with everything that we have. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I... That's the name of the show, The Inner Life, right? I mean, that's what we're pursuant after in this hour ahead, but also in, in life in general. We're looking for to nurture that inner life that's within us that God has given us that is really finds its own fulfillment only in God. And so we are grateful uh, that God has given us himself in so many wonderful ways, but 
that doesn't mean that we're not susceptible to envy either. So if you, our listeners, if you've ever been envious of someone, have you ever been envious of their success as we were talking? Maybe maybe going back to childhood, you know, was it, was it a grade or uh, academic success that uh, someone else received? Maybe even now, maybe you're envious of someone else's financial or professional success. If, you've, if you have wrestled with envy, envy, then give us a call and tell us how you dealt with that. How did you respond to that? How did you see that God was having you respond to that? Our number here on The Inner Life is 888-914-9149. Again, 888-914-9149. You can also send us an email. Our email address is innerlife@relevantradio.com. We're going to take a short break, but when we come back, we'll have lots more about envy with our spiritual director, Father Ethan Southard. Please stay with us. We receive over a million prayer requests every year, thanks in part to the Catholic Order of Foresters studio line, helping us stay connected to your intentions. Learn how our sponsor can support your family with life insurance at relevantradio.com slash forester, an Illinois life insurance society not available in all states. here on Relevant Radio and on the Relevant Radio app. My name is Patrick Conley, in for Josh Raymond today. And we're talking with Father Ethan Southard, who's our spiritual director today, as, and we're speaking about envy and uh, the way it manifests in our lives. So, Father, I, again, I kind of started the show by saying that envy, in some ways, it can be a little, uh, it, it, can, it can hide itself. It can be kind of inconspicuous, at least in my life. Like, it's not one of those presenting sins that you're, you're very obviously wrestling with all the time. It, that's what it seems like to me, anyway. You know, it's not as blatant as, I'm dating myself here but if we it's not as blatant as rick springfield singing about i wish that i had jesse's girl you know it's, it's not something <laughs> although that may be more jealousy there i guess but but um specifically i guess what i wanted to ask you about and to talk about was that perhaps based on what you're saying that the, a good way we can we can really see where we're envious in life is is identifying those places that we are pursuant after something that we think will give us what we want or give us happiness what do you think about that mhm mhm yeah yeah i mean it's that desire uh for what someone else has that desiring what someone else has and and then even going into the the jealousy fearing that someone will take what you have. So again, there's an anxiety. Um, there's a desire for a fear of losing. I mean, you think of, um, in Lord of the Rings, uh, Gollum, you know, yeah. he's holding on to his precious, <laughs> you right. know, my, this ring, you know, I'm afraid he's terrified that someone's going to take his, his ring. Um, and, and then he, you know, then he just longs to to go have it when it when he does lose it. Um, so yeah. you know he, he's turned in he turned into this 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 monster. Um, right. So I I think you know we could just take a look around um, our our world today. <laughs> what are the effects? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's look yeah. at the world. I mean, it's everywhere. Right. It's it's in our our um, families. You, you see it in our relationships. You know, suspicion. You know, desire. Um, 
you know, all the it's in our it's in our culture, the pop culture. It's in in the movies and the music. Um, it you look in the on a national or a global uh, level, you know, and you just start to see um, uh, just the the conflict between countries, you know, the wars, and uh, yeah, so that's I, I think though that's real. That's what it could lead to uh, when we start moving. Uh, into that, um, into that way. Yeah, uh, it's it's really powerful and it's destructive. And like you said, it could be uh, it could be something that's so um, hidden for a time, um, but then maybe it's it, it does start to uh, to manifest. Right. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking too. And since I think we've painted a pretty decent picture of how destructive envy can be, um, they are it's it's re- related to us in the scriptures. Particularly, I uh, like this quote from Pope Francis at a general audience that he gave uh, some eight years ago now. But he this is what he wrote um, as we're talking about envy. I guess now we should talk about, well, how do we deal with envy? And here's what Pope Francis uh, encouraged people to do. He said, appreciate the talents and the qualities of our brothers and sisters in our communities. And when I feel envious, because envy comes to everyone, we are all sinners, I must say to the Lord, thank you, Lord, because you have given this to that person. So that seems like a good at least first step in dealing with some of the envy in our own lives. What do you think, Father? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I forget what, what quote it is off the, the top of my head from the catechism, but um, it, it's coming from St. Catherine of Siena. And so St. Catherine, you know, she speaks about how uh, we are all part of the body of Christ. And she actually, she actually thanks God uh, for the gifts that someone else has because she knows that she doesn't have those gifts, um, but that she's, recognizing that gift in that other person. So instead of, you know, just going back to that image of the body of Christ that St. Paul gives us, um, you know, it's like the hand. Is the hand going to be envious of the foot because the foot right. can walk? <laughs> you know, um, well, the hand is is not being grateful and thankful for the gift that the hand has of what the hand is able to do. Um, and so it's so caught up in being envious of what this this other part of the body has and and can do um that it's missing out and it's not being functional <laughs> it's not being useful it's not coming to the fullness of who the hand is so right. yeah i think that's a great quote from pope francis and actually being able to uh appreciate um you know the talents and the qualities of our our brothers and sisters because they're actually doing something that we couldn't do. And then I think when we have our focus on the bigger picture of the body of Christ or the bigger picture of the world and, and who we are and where, where we're going, we can actually say, oh my gosh, thank you, God, for this person because they're able to offer this. Maybe they're gifted in computers or uh, communications and they're able to... Um, you know, communicate in a way that I couldn't, but because of what they can do, we're actually able to advance in the kingdom of God. More people are able to, you know, maybe you're here, you are, you're on the radio, Patrick, and somebody could be envious of you, but look at the great gifts of how Christ is able to move through this radio program 
and then somebody else is is doing something else that's that's helping to advance. So we're all working together, and when we do, it's in a healthy way. Um, but if envy starts to to get in between, then we're just competing against each other. Yeah, I think that's a, actually a very salient point that we need to we need to emphasize there too. The division division comes from envy, doesn't it? Mm. Oh yeah, right. It, it could it can come in and it just um, it divides and it splits apart, um, and it's like cancer. I mean, we start we the body starts attacking itself, um, and and then we start to move into um, you know in in Galatians uh, five chapter five. You know, uh, we're hearing about this. So, um, you know, the works of the flesh, it starts at 19, you know, the works of the flesh are obvious. There's immorality, impurity, licentiousness, idolatry, rivalry, Mm -hmm. jealousy, (laughs) outbursts of fury and selfishness, dissensions and factions. There's occasions of envy. And so he says, I I warn you, uh, those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But then he he moves in um, right after that. He says, in contrast, the fruit of the spirit, it's love, joy, patience, peace, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And so uh, so there's that's actually where it's like the mustard seed. If if we're actually coming into that that place of, of peace and of love, just a little bit of that love real love, God's love, it, it's going to start to grow and it, it'll bloom and, and then it starts to transform the world. But if there's just a little yeast or a little, little speck of, of that envy, of that lust, of that, of that division, that's going to grow and it's going to destroy. Right, exactly. So again, if you have dealt with envy in your life, if there is something that has gone on or perhaps is going on in your life that is causing division and you suspect that it's rooted in envy and would like the the sage advice of our spiritual director, Father Ethan Southard from the Archdiocese of Los Angeles, please give us a call. Join the conversation, 888 and uh, I'm I'm just thinking, Father, too, is as as you're talking about that. That again, obviously, this can this can spread like wildfire, really, when that division begins, and then other things, other sins start to come up, and there's all sorts of backbiting and slander and uh, all these gossip that happens because of envy, or it's fueled by envy, right? And so. Let's talk more about, well, what do we do in response? So we already talked about being appreciative of the gifts that God has given to others. What are some other things mm-hmm. that we really need to focus on in order to deal with envy in our lives? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then again, just another scripture that came to mind. It's it's First uh, Corinthians, uh, and it's chapter 12, um, and it's right around, you know, 20, 22, 26, uh, and again, this is that image of of the body, um, but there the body of Christ that Paul is is writing about. Um, but again, he goes into this beautiful part. He says, uh, "God has so constructed the body as to give greater honor to a part that is without it, so that there may be 
no division in the body, but that the parts may have the same concern for one another. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts share its joy. Hmm. And so then he says, now you are Christ's body and individually parts of it. So again, this goes back, you know, Paul is, is talking about the different parts that we have, whether you're apostles or prophets or teachers, or, you know, maybe you've got a, a gift of, of healing or administration. But uh, so we strive eagerly for the greatest gift, which is love. Right. And so that's when Paul goes into just this, that beautiful, um, uh, which we hear in every wedding, um, okay. about the, the love. You know, love is patient, love is kind, it does not boast. And so if we start to do those things without love, Paul says that we're like a clanging cymbal, and that we could even try to go out and we, if we're trying, and this is kind of getting to what you were, you were just talking about, if we're trying to do good, or even if we're trying to, to be uh, generous, or you know we're we're trying to you know to go um do these things to help other people but if if we're doing it without love yeah it's it's a clanging symbol and it means nothing hmm. it it actually may even be more harmful so how do we get to the root of of what we're discussing today how do we get to the root of uh of envy and so there's this beautiful word um, in the Hebrew uh, scriptures, and so it's um, it's yada. And so this yada uh, is is meaning it's it's knowledge, but it's more than knowledge. Um, the the Hebrew scripture uses the word yada, which means no. And it's the most intimate type of knowing. It's like a husband and wife know each other in the most intimate way there can be okay. in their union. Hmm. And so they, they are no longer two. They're one flesh. But it's, it's not the physical act itself that's the important thing. The important thing is the intimacy of heart and mind and soul, which in true love precedes any act. Hmm. So to know God... If we're speaking about knowing God, uh, it's not merely to have an intellectual knowledge of Him. It's to have an intimate, personal relationship which, with Him, which is like the nearest and dearest relationship in life. And so even in Genesis, this is going back to the very beginning, Genesis 4, uh, chapter 4, verse 1. And Adam knew his wife right. who conceived. And so this word is, is used over 900 times in the Old Testament, in, in the Hebrew Scriptures. So, um, so it's something important. And so God is saying right in, in Psalm 46, chapter 46, or, or Psalm 46, uh, verse 10, Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. So in that knowledge of knowing God, when we slow down, when we become still, we start to draw forth 
from God, from that relationship, that intimacy and that love. And then uh, again in Psalm 139, he says, O Lord, you have searched me and you yada me, you know me. You know when I stand and when I rise, you perceive my thoughts from afar. So if that wound of love, which we all have, every single one of us, if we're not actually getting into the depth of that wound, then we're going to be controlled by that desire to fix. And we'll have compulsions and we start to act out and we start to be insecure, and we're jealous, and we're envious, and we start looking on the outside. But if we actually slow down and be still and know God, then those are like living waters that start to bubble up within us. That life-giving water is bubbling up within us, and we know that we're loved. And so from that place, that, that changes everything. It changes all of our relationships. It changes, um, you know, um, everything. There, the, the danger, again, um, God is saying in Hosea, he says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Hmm. Yeah. My people, this is Hosea 4, 6, my people perish for lack of knowledge. It's not a lack of, you know, facts, because <laughs> we have plenty of facts. So it's not the, the people aren't perishing for lack of facts. They're perishing for a lack of intimacy and a lack of, of true intimacy and true love of God's love. And so what, you know, maybe something that all of us, can reflect on what's the significance of this yada in our lives? What's the significance of this knowing in our ministry, in our marriage, unions, in our mission, in our work? And if, if we're actually drawing forth from that depth of, of knowing, what will be of our lives? Right, right. Yeah, good thoughts from our spiritual director, Father Ethan Southard. And uh, let's take a phone call, Father. We've got Mary, who's calling in from New Jersey. Mary, welcome to The Inner Life. You're on the air. Oh, thank you so much for taking my call. Um, One thing I really struggle with, I'm 65, and all my friends are having grandchildren now, and my daughters are not on the bandwagon. And we are very devout Catholics. We raise them devout Catholics. And we just feel so envious of other people and kind of angry at our kids and kind of angry at God. I know that sounds dumb, but like, why don't we have it? We tried so hard, you know. So I guess it's envy of other people and and trying to be happy for them and not uh, feel badly about it. Mm, Mary, um, thank you uh, for, for calling um, and what you're sharing is, is very real. Um, the feelings, I mean, that's the, that's a real, <laughs> it's a real situation. Um, and I, and I know that you've had, uh, like you said, you've been going to church, you've raised your, your girls Catholic. Um, and now it's, um, you feel like, okay, well, we want the fruit of 
our labor? <laughs> Where is the fruit of our labor? Why, why don't we have the grandkids and why is, don't we have everything that we should have? Um, I, 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 and I don't want to, um, dismiss those feelings and, and that, that the time and the, the care that you've sacrificed for your family, uh, because that's real. Um, and the pain and the wound is real too. Um, I would just invite you, um, not to run away from that pain because that pain is is real, but that pain uh, and that longing and and those feelings, um, I, I invite you to go into those, to lean into that, um, and to go into that inner security in Christ. So to to let that be an, an entryway, the the pain and and the the abandonment or the feeling of um, even resentment against your, your kids or even against God um, to, to go into that because there is um, something that will be released from, from the inside or there's, there's something that God has for you uh, within. It's, it's that yada that we were just speaking of, that he knows you, Mary, and he, know, he, he longs uh, for that... Um, that pain and that suffering that you have, he, he longs to be there to comfort you uh, in the midst of that. Um, so I would, I would just, um, again, I'm not being flippant and I'm not dismissing it because it's real. Um, but I would just encourage you to take that to Christ and to lean into it and to even take any resentment and bitterness that you may have and just say, you know, uh, God, this is, this is here you know where where are you and and why um and and to slow down and and to let him meet you there let him meet you with that because he's he's there and he and he knows uh, mary he knows what you've what you've suffered yeah and certainly there's uh there's plenty of scriptural stories as well of people who are longing for children in your case i know mary and grandchildren but uh People who longed for children, and they cried out to the Lord, and uh, and it was the Lord heard those prayers and responded. And yeah, I I love the advice too, Father, of of uh, leaning into the the pain of it to recognize that this is painful and it does hurt, and to recognize God's presence even there. Our spiritual director today here on the Inner Life is Father Ethan Southard. If you have a way that you are dealing currently or have dealt with envy in the past. Please give us a call. We're talking about envy and how how we deal with envy in our lives when it when it shows up in our lives. What do we do with it? How do we overcome it with God's help? If you have a way of joining the conversation, join give us a call at 888-914-9149 again 888-914-9149. We're going to take just a brief break, but we'll be right back with more of the inner life. <laughs> Welcome back to The Inner Life here on Relevant Radio. My name is Patrick Conley, sitting in for Josh Raymond. My thanks to him and to our producer, Nick Sentovich, and also Thomas Engesher, who's taking your phone calls today. Grateful that you have joined us as well as we're speaking with our spiritual director, Father Ethan Southard, about the topic of envy. And when envy appears in our lives, what can we do with it? If you'd like to join the conversation, our number is 888-914-9149, 888 914 
888-900-9149. And Father, I understand you had uh, one more thought about Mary's phone call being envious of other people's grandkids. Um, I, I do. I just want to say I'm, I'm sorry, Mary. Um, when, when one person suffers, we all suffer. Hmm. And I, I know you're suffering. And I'm, I'm sorry. Um, in our in our parish, there's a, a young woman who uh, lost her child in a miscarriage, and just the the depth and the darkness of that uh, of that loss it's it's so real. And you know, there's um, there really aren't words to say in moments like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I'm I'm sorry. Very good. And perhaps all of our listeners, we can pray for for Mary and uh, for her family situation, too. Well, let's go from Mary, who is calling in from New Jersey, to Karen, who's calling in from the Chicago suburbs. Karen, welcome to The Inner Life. Hello. Thank you so much for all you do on Relevant Radio. And thank you so much for the Divine Mercy Chapel. Sure. Absolutely. Thank you for listening. What can we do for you today, Karen? I I have a question. Uh, this this subject is very point on with me. What point that envy can so choke one emotionally and spiritually that that you feel such intense shame that you just become smaller and smaller and 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 I mean. I haven't almost spoken with anyone for almost a year outside of what is absolutely necessary and needful and helpful. I, I, I don't know if I'm making myself clear. I have no great trouble like Mary, no great wound, just a persistent feeling of, it's so loud here in Chicago, you know, fast, 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 everything trying to push you, jostle you make you feel you need this, you need that, when you don't. And uh, and I just feel like a sparrow that's getting smaller and smaller, and I know this is wrong, and God's just, and I don't feel any anger, but I know it's wrong that I should have such a feeling of, 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 of shame. Do you know what I mean, sort of? Yeah. Well, Father sometimes, um, yeah, thank, thank you, Karen. I, I think sometimes when there is so much happening, um, and I don't know if this is the shame that you're referring to, Karen, um, but maybe there's a, a shame just f- not even necessarily that you're experiencing, but I, I know sometimes we could experience a shame just from um, maybe a, a feeling of, of what we lack. Um, and Maybe things are going so fast or there's so much um, busyness where... Um, advancement or, um, you know, people working so hard and we just feel that we're missing out. Um, so I don't know if that's what you're referring to, but I know that, you know, I think we all experience that in, in some way at some point. And just going back to um, the fact that God has made us, uh, has made each of us. <laughs> and, and, you know, Jesus says, um, you know, 
the the flowers in the field don't don't lack anything the sparrows in the sky god provides for and so how much more uh does god care for you uh than the flowers in the field and the birds of the sky so just knowing that uh, wherever you are and whatever your situation may be, that God cares for you deeply and he longs uh, to be in that union with you. Um, and so we don't have to do anything to earn that. We can't get caught up in, in the rat race um, because that could actually um, keep us away. But going back to what we were speaking of earlier, Patrick had mentioned just, blessed are the poor in spirit for the kingdom of God is yours. So when we slow down in, in our nothingness, we could actually find the greatest gift, uh, which is God. I like that advice, Father. I think that's a that's that's a fantastic way of remembering about how how much God loves us and how how worth how, what what great worth He has given us as well. I was thinking of when mm. when Karen mentioned sparrows. I was thinking you mentioned a couple of verses there. Also, the the Matthew ten verses of are not two sparrows sold for a small coin yet not one of them falls to the ground without your father's knowledge. And do not be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. So. Mm. Yeah, may that be the case. You know, as we're speaking about envy here on The Inner Life, 888-914-9149 with our spiritual director, Father Ethan Southard, who's the pastor of St. John Eudes Church in Chatsworth, California. We are grateful, as always, for your wisdom and your advice, Father. I'm just thinking one thing that we haven't really touched on. Does generosity play a role in combating envy in our lives? And if so, how? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, there is a there's definitely a, a space for the generosity. Um, I mean, we hear in scripture. Um, I, I think we kind of had uh, some some scriptures uh, listed. Just Psalm forty one: Blessed is he who considers the poor. The Lord delivers him in the day of trouble. Uh, the Lord protects him and keeps him alive. He's called blessed in the land. Again, in Luke six thirty eight. For the measure you give will be the measure you get back. Uh, and so just that idea of, of the generosity um, where we're not focusing on, on ourselves and what we, we, what we lack, um, but we're, we're actually starting to, to give um, from, you know, from our surplus. It's, it's like the, in Luke, you know, Jesus goes into the temple uh, and he notices that, you know, the people giving and the, the wealthy were giving from their surplus. Um, and they may have given a lot of money, but it was just extra. But Jesus notices that widow and she gave the two coins and he says, whoa, that's she's giving from everything she has. <laughs> she's giving of who she is. So what's the difference between that widow who gave everything and Jesus could see it wasn't the two coins um, and, it, and Jesus wasn't impressed by the large donation that, that the other wealthy were giving. Uh, he was impressed. He was just moved by that gift of this woman's heart, of her being, that generosity. But what enabled the widow to give that much, to give herself? Because she was so in depth, she was so in touch with that inner life within her, with God's presence, that she wasn't 
lacking anything that she was able to just she was able to just give because she was continually receiving she was she was drinking from the inner fountain that inner well she was sourced to her creator and so as she's giving those two coins she knows that she's being renewed and replenished so our generosity if if we're we're giving from that place um you know again in uh, John in his first letter John says love consists in this not that we have loved but that God has loved us first and so if we stay in that place of receiving God's love then we actually have love to give but if we tr- if there's a temptation there um that if we start to to give from just our own selves, we're going to run out. Mm-hmm. If we just start to love and we're not letting God love us first, then we're going to run empty. And then we will be bitter and resentful. And, and then we start to fall into the trap again of, well, I gave you, when are you going to give me? It becomes transactional. And, and love is not transactional. Love is love. Mm-hmm. And so it's not, I gave this for you. Now you give it back to me. This is what you owe me. So the generosity is good, but unless it's actually coming from that place of God's love, generosity could be a trap. Um, so it's just, it's very subtle. Um, but again, we just want to continue to, to just move into that place. The yada, we want to move into that place of being still and knowing God and, and letting all of our actions move from that place of, of being in union with God. Mm-hmm. Well, a good response. And, uh, I think that that's a, I think that's a, a wonderful way of just remembering that love is not transactional and that there is a, just a, as you said, father, a yada a way of interacting and receiving from God of knowing God, not just with our minds, but knowing him intimately in that intimate personal relationship as he is the one who will give us all that we desire and so uh, unimaginably more Um, so we're grateful for that thank you for listening to the inner life and thank you for all the ways in which you continue to tune into relevant radio hope this hour has been helpful for you as we've focused on envy with our spiritual director father ethan southard and father before we let you go we'd love a blessing if you would oh sure Uh, the lord be with you and with your spirit And may Almighty God uh, continue to bless you, uh, giving you the grace to yada, that he is God, to be still and to know God's love, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father Ethan Southern, pastor of St. John Hughes Church in Chatsworth, California, has been our spiritual director today. Join us tomorrow as we're speaking about humility, another great virtue that I know I need to grow in. So tune in tomorrow at 11 Central. And for another episode of The Inner Life coming up right now, we've got the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass with, Mass with Father Matt Seminar. Thanks for joining us on The Inner Life. May God bless you richly.